This is your conscious speaking directly to you. Eat the donut and stay tuned for your favorite queen. You look fabulous today. They could never. Oh, thank goodness you're here, my darlings. I'm so glad you saw my signal in the sky. Yes, I know what it's shaped like. I thought it was a popsicle. It got you here, didn't it? You never know what my mirror has in store for us, and today will be super. When I started learning about our next rotten ruler, suddenly a bright light fell from the sky and transformed me into a super history hero. I believe if you touch it too, you may be empowered as well for our lesson today. Um, just a guess, but try licking it first. That's what worked for me. Now, come with me through my mirror. I'll explain our mission on the way. Our villain for today is another rotten ruler, but this time he is from a country that is still being ruled by a Velaya Sobaka, a flaccid dog. This one ruled Russia from 1547 to his death in 1584. His name was Ivan, and he was literally known for how terrible he was. Our mission for today is to discover all we can about Ivan and try to learn why Russia keeps being controlled by these rotten men. The early life of Ivan the Terrible reminded me of another pale girl with black hair and a pure heart, held captive by someone dark and evil because they were valuable for their family's power, mostly locked away in their room until they came of age and just wouldn't eat the dang apple, no matter how hard you tried. No, you've recovered. That is not you anymore. You're the not-so-evil queen now. The difference between the two is that Ivan was definitely not pure of heart, more of the opposite, and he started showing proof of that at a very young age. While he was a young boy, he would begin to realize the power he held, and he would also begin torturing small animals like cats and birds. Now that is number one in the warning signs right there. If a small child is hurting animals, especially often, major bad sign. I used to play with dolls or was a witch with my berry potions. Child's play can be very telling about how that child will be as an adult. I mean, I now wear wigs and makeup and am a witch. But Ivan turned out to be one of the most ruthless men in history and incompetent. Ivan was staying with the boyars, and they were famous for pretty much torturing and killing anyone they wished to who got in their way. Ivan was taught by them, and the unlucky animals were the only thing at his disposal. At first. At the age of 13, Ivan ordered his guards to feed one of his cruelest captors alive to a pack of wild dogs. 
His guards walked into the man's home, dragged him out to the dogs, and held him there as he was torn apart and eaten. After that, the boyars began to show respect to Ivan. Before that, he was only dressed up and paraded about for parties. The rest of the time, he was dressed in rags, and he did have to beg for scraps of food from them. From the 15th to the 17th century, the boyars of Muscovy formed a closed aristocratic class that surrounded the throne of the Grand Prince and ruled the country together with him. Their plan to control Ivan and rule through him was beginning to unravel as they realized there would be no controlling him. Just three years after the dog attack, Ivan at the age of 16, he was now the first crown czar of Russia, which was a lot smaller then than it is now. And three weeks later, he married his first wife, Anastasia Romanov. No, not the famous one, but she was named after this one. So, I guess technically my chihuahua Anastasia is two. Ivan's first move as czar was to weaken the power of the warriors as much as possible. Let me guess. This guy thought he was a god, too. You know, I bet if we lined all these men up throughout history and measured them all together, it probably wouldn't even be six inches. I thought the overjacked-up big trucks were overcompensating. If a man tells you he is a god, you better enjoy those five seconds. Uh-huh. It is believed that he genuinely loved his first wife, though but she would end up dying along with her son, Dimitri. Probably didn't help him with his anger issues. A sign of his cruelty at this point, once when a group of peasants came to complain about abuse from nobles, he made them all strip naked in the snow and lit their beards on fire. Yes, that is as ridiculous as it would be terrifying. At the age of 23, Ivan would become mysteriously ill. Also, another trend I've noticed among these rotten rulers. A lot of them become sick early on in their reign, but recover, but become even more emboldened in their worst traits. He did recover, but he also had a paranoia now that the boyars were trying to kill him. Which, I mean, they probably were, and his illness was probably them poisoning him, so I guess it probably wasn't paranoia. By 1565, Ivan had lost his best general, and that caused him to really lose what little humanity he had left. He wanted to create a separate state within Russia where he was the supreme power, a living god on earth. Called that one, didn't I? Well, you've all heard of the secret police, I'm sure. Ivan is the one who created them. Their job was to instill fear in people, and boy, were they overachievers. They were called the Oprichnina, and they were a not-so-small army of nearly 6,000 men. They basically dressed as grim reapers, wearing all black rode black horses, and drove black carriages to haul prisoners back to their castle to torture and kill, which it is said that they did to at least 20 people a day. The rest of the time, they were beating, raping, murdering, and burning down houses on a whim. 
all unchecked, unstopped, and with the blessing of Ivan. Their nickname was the Children of Darkness. Can you imagine those poor, uneducated peasants and how freaking terrifying that would have been to them? Think of all the people killed for witchcraft for simply drying herbs in their wooded homes. Meanwhile, rotten rulers had people going around dressed as literal demons torturing others. I guess money does make the world go round. The leader of the Oprichnina was fond of having married noble women in the area taken to be sexually violated in front of him. Normally, kings and queens would try to make their nobles happy. They relied on their wealth often as much as their own. Ivan could have cared less about them, though. He was a god, after all. In 1571, Ivan failed his godly test and ran away with his little tail tucked between his legs. He was in Moscow and heard from his Oprichnina spies that there was a small army of Crimeans marching towards them. Ivan was not scared of just a few thousand men, and he pretty much ignored the threat. I don't know who taught his spies how to count, but the force that came marching up to them was not a few thousand men. It was over 100,000 men strong. Ivan quickly knew that all would be lost, so he grabbed as much as he could and escaped, leaving the people in the city to a grim and gruesome end. Once the army had left the city, over 160,000 people were killed or now slaves. Every building in Moscow was burned aside from the Kremlin, which was left in shambles. It is said that there were so many dead bodies thrown into the river during that a corpse dam formed and diverted the water to a different course. That's so sad and gross. Ivan began to fail miserably as a leader, and he, of course, blamed everyone but himself. Typical. Ivan did have a son and heir also named Ivan, Ivan the Younger, but we will call him Junior. Now, Junior was a lot more level-headed than his father, and people were enthusiastic about him, which Ivan, the father, did not like. When the leader of the army wrote to Ivan the Terrible requesting that his son lead them, it was not taken too well. Ivan thought that they meant for his son to rule a czar and not the intended for him to lead the army, and he blew his lid. Shortly after, Ivan found Junior's wife, who was pregnant, and beat her up so bad that it caused her to lose her unborn fetus. Junior, of course, went to defend his wife to his father, but sadly, that wasn't taken well either. In a move he soon regretted, Ivan the Terrible grabbed a cane and began to hit Junior over the head until he was lying in a pool of his own blood. Ivan is believed to have said shortly after, My God, what have I done? As it suddenly hit him that not only had he just killed his son and heir, but he had left Russia in the hands of his, let's say, not-so-bright son, 
During his long reign as Tsar, Ivan the Terrible started a pointless war that lasted over 24 years. And when it was over, Russia was the same size as when it started. Hundreds of thousands of people were killed in a war that literally did nothing but kill those people. He made laws that limited the habitat of peasants to a certain area. I use the word habitat because Ivan didn't view his people as humans. In doing that, he created what is called serfdom, in which a tenant farmer was bound to a hereditary plot of land and the will of his landlord, which became very popular throughout medieval Europe. He had been ruled by his mind and his own paranoia and grew into a maniacal, failed god who grew more and more isolated as he aged. In 1584, Ivan was found dead, either caused by a stroke while playing chess or he was strangled to death by the boyars. His other son, the ditzy Fyodor, was now in charge thanks to his father murdering his older brother. Now, Ditsy is putting it nicely. He was so inept to lead as Tsar that his reign is known as the Times of Trouble. Ivan the Terrible was most definitely a rotten ruler. Not only did he fail his people and kill them during his life, but later another ruler, Joseph Stalin, would grow to be inspired by Ivan. So even after his death in 1584, Ivan still caused even more death, pain, and torture later through inspiration. Makes me think of what version of Ivan's history they were teaching the young Stalin. If only he knew what a complete and utter failure he really was, maybe the world could have been spared more pain. See why teaching accurate history is important? Is it nature? Is it nurture? Or are they just a big ass? You already know my opinion. Go follow me on Instagram at It's Rotten to the Core and give me yours. Oh, well, my darlings. I thank you for joining me on our super lesson today. It's time for me to power down. I hear a big bubble bath and my butler, Marcuccio, calling my name. Until next time, be happy, find peace, and don't hurt others. Or else I'll know. If you enjoy Rotten to the Core, find me on Insta or join me on Patreon at It's Rotten to the Core on both. Also, check out my other podcast that I do with my big brother, Shane, called Mystery Inc. It's available wherever you are listening to Rotten to the Core right now. Take care. <laughs>